0: mercy and peace be to you from God our Father and from the risen Lord Jesus. Amen. The Church, for the sake of good order, assigns certain readings from Holy Scripture for each Sunday of the year. The fourth Sunday of Easter is the day set aside to be Good Shepherd Sunday. And The Gospel reading on this Sunday each year is taken from John chapter 10, which is called the Good Shepherd Chapter. And here in today's reading, Christ says an unusual thing. He says, I am the door. But we're very familiar with the verse that follows this reading, verse 11, where he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. What does it mean that Jesus says today, I am the door? Jesus has just healed the man blind from his birth. And there's that great discussion that takes place where the Pharisees question the man because the man gives glory to Jesus, because he says that Jesus is obviously from God. And then the Pharisees throw him out of the synagogue. I don't mean they actually pick him up and throw him out. I mean they excommunicated him. He's out. He can't go into the synagogue to hear God's word read or listen to the wise teachers anymore. He can't go into the temple. He's cut off from God's presence, cut off from God's forgiveness and His favor. And Jesus finds him and asks if he believes in the Son of Man, and the man who has never seen Jesus before says, Who is he that I might believe in him? And Jesus says, It's me. Then he says, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. And some of the Pharisees who were nearby and heard him asked if he was saying that they then are blind too. And he says, Yes, you're blind because you think you can see. They are in the presence of God. They are faced with the one in whom they might find forgiveness but they reject him. And then Jesus launches into today's reading. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. So Jesus here is picturing something that is commonly known to all the people, the image of a shepherd and his sheep. And at night, the shepherd will bring his flock to a place of protection, a place where maybe several shepherds have set up a stone wall in a ring or have somehow made some other protecting wall in a circle with a single opening. And each shepherd will bring his sheep in to spend the night in the safety of the shelter. And if someone is found to be climbing over the wall, well, they're obviously not one of the shepherds. They do not intend good for the sheep, but they are a thief and a robber. They want harm for the sheep. If they were a shepherd, they would present themselves at the door of the enclosure, and the one keeping watch would let them in. And the shepherd then would speak to his sheep, and they would hear his voice, and they would come out and follow him as he leads them to green and good pastures and quiet waters and places of rest." How do we follow our shepherd? What does it look like for the sheep? For this, I love the reading from Acts chapter 2 that's been paired with Good Shepherd Sunday today. You'll notice that there was no mention of a shepherd or even sheep in the reading. It begins, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and the prayers. Here we see what the first Christians are doing. The tomb on Easter morning was found to be empty, and the risen Christ had appeared to his followers alive over the period of forty days. And he had been taken up into heaven to sit at the right hand of God, the hand of power, to reign over his kingdom, and to mediate for his followers before the throne of God. And the Holy Spirit had been given to the church, just as Jesus said he would be. And since Christ has ascended, and is no longer visibly with them, one might ask, how the sheep are going to be fed? How will they be led to green pastures and to quiet waters? For this, Christ has established his under-shepherds, beginning with the Apostles and continuing through the pastors that they trained and set in place, who then trained others to lead the sheep, to guide and protect them on the way. And in Acts, we see that the sheep are feeding on rich pasture. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, it says. At this point, they have God's word in the Old Testament scriptures, The scriptures that Jesus said were about Him. And they have the apostles themselves, who are teaching the sheep what Christ did, and what He said, and what God did for them through His Son. And this is rich food, the best food. It's food that will carry the sheep through this life and on into the next. This food does more than just sustain life. It creates life. God's word spoken through the apostles is living and active. It does something to the sheep. It creates faith. It gives peace. Jesus says, The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. His words are eternal. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Jesus' followers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, John says. They fed on his word, and they broke bread together. And in the ancient church, that phrase, Breaking of bread was no ordinary meal. It was the Holy Supper of our Lord's body and blood, real spiritual food and drink, as he says in John 6.55. The best spiritual food and drink, green pastures and quiet waters. And what was the apostles' teaching that they devoted themselves to? It is the same word that you and I have today, that Jesus himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. It is the word that says that by Jesus' wounds you have been healed, that you were straying like sheep, but that now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. These are Peter's words that we heard read again today. These are the Holy Spirit's words through the Apostle Peter, handed down to you through the centuries, for you to feed on. The word that nourishes your very soul, green pastures and quiet waters. This is the word that assures us that although we are sinners, Jesus bore those sins, bore your sins in His body on the tree of the cross that you and I might die to sin and that we might live to righteousness. The wounds that Jesus bears on His living body even today speak of His suffering and they speak of our healing. That though we were lost and straying, God has brought us back to Himself by bringing us to Jesus. You are His sheep. You follow your Good Shepherd, and He feeds you on the green pastures and the quiet waters of His Holy Word and His body and blood. For a time we must be separate, and we are unable to share in that Holy Supper. But you have with you God's Holy Word, the Word that speaks about Jesus, the Word that is active and living, the Word that gives life and peace, Read that word. Meditate on that word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, the Apostle Paul writes in Colossians. Treasure that word. It is to you life and peace, green pastures and quiet waters. Jesus talks about himself in John's Gospel as the good shepherd of the sheep. He is not a thief or a robber. He comes to the gate and calls us out. And we know the voice of our shepherd, and we follow him. And then in our reading, he makes this leap that is profound. He says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. We don't talk about Jesus using the metaphor of a door very often. We tend to concentrate on the very next verse where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. But Jesus says here that he is not just the good shepherd, he is also the door. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Jesus says all of this in response to the Pharisees who have rejected him. They think that by their own works they can enter through another door, that they can make themselves God's sheep. But that door is a door of their imagination, just a pencil drawing on a wall of stone. They have not listened to the voice of the shepherd. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. They have rejected him as the way to the Father, as the way to green pastures, as the way to be saved. And so they are not his sheep. We sang, The King of love my shepherd is, whose goodness faileth never. I nothing lack if I am his, and he is mine forever. With Christ as our good shepherd, we will lack nothing. The twenty-third psalm that we read earlier begins, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want With Christ as our good shepherd, we will lack nothing. There may be times in this life when the voices around you or even the voice of your own sinful flesh might tempt you to turn your eyes away from Jesus. When you feel the darkness of the valley closing in around you, you might be tempted to question your shepherd's love. Why has he led me into this dark place? Doesn't he see? Doesn't he care? Has the good shepherd left me? Is it because of my sin or my failure? Is he punishing me? No, he is not punishing you. No, he has not left you to fend for yourself, to try to find the green pasture on your own. Christ walked the way of rejection and pain. He carried your burdens. He was tempted as you have been. He went through it all, even death, to open to you the way of life. He is the door. He is your good shepherd, who comforts you in all your afflictions. And he sends goodness and mercy to follow you all the days of your life. He promises never to leave you or forsake you. Luther writes, If you wish, therefore, to be richly supplied in both body and soul, then above all give careful attention to the voice of this shepherd. Listen to his words. Let him feed, direct, lead, protect, and comfort you. That is... Hold fast to his word, hear and learn it gladly, for then you will be well supplied in both body and soul. There are many voices in this world that would call you to quit following your loving shepherd. Ignore them all. Listen only to the voice of your good shepherd who loves you and who gave himself for you. Feed on His word and sacrament. Here is green pasture and quiet waters that will restore your soul. Here is where you will find your life, in this world and in the world to come. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.